Episode 81 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about coffee shop games. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Aaron and I talk about two games we recently played at the coffee shop, Dice Stack and Dice Hunters of Therion. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to myself and Aaron talking about Dice Stacks and Dice Hunters of Therion. Coffee shop games. Games we play at a coffee shop. Yeah, I feel like because we did multiple takes there, I think I got a little less energetic with each one. You can cut the first one in from the last one. I know. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's true. I'll sound full force and this will all be irrelevant. And they won't hear me any of this, but it'll just be like me being like, games you play at coffee shops. Good recap. So what we're going to, the two that we're going to talk about today, we actually played three games last time we went to the coffee shop. And even though we've recorded none of these episodes, we've been dedicated to coffee shop games once a week every saturday saturday mornings we've woken up early on saturdays to make sure it happens because that's kind of just a little in the rest of busyness of life if we don't play games the entire week saturday morning at the coffee shop is the one time a week when we'll play something and the you know from my perspective the espresso doesn't hurt yeah you are probably in it for the coffee part of coffee shop games i am in it for the games part i i don't mind i like the coffee shop but i don't like coffee so it's it it only gets so exciting we played three games this week we played dice stack dice hunters of therion and palm island but palm island is just a one or two player game and we also used to record two player podcasts like reviewing just two player games Oh, so we're going to talk about that in the future. I think so. And we have a lot of two-player games now. I think they've gotten more popular. And because we have this coffee house morning tradition, it's always two-player. But these games we're talking about today, perfect for the coffee shop because they would fit on a coffee shop table. They're not really big games. They also don't have like a lot of pieces you'd be concerned about losing or trying to organize uh, at a coffee shop table. And they do play with more than two people. Like it, it, It's an arbitrary distinction that I'm making here. But that's true for all of the coffee shop games episodes. So dice stack, it's exactly what it sounds like. There's dice and you stack them. But it's actually uh, a little more of a game. Well, I mean, they're irregular dice. That's what I was about to say. And I don't know of any other... I, can you think of another game that has irregular dice? Well, I mean, not irregular, not irregular six-sided dice. What game has a regular not six-sided dice? Well, I just, I just feel like it's a high bar to say that none of the dice are irregular in some way. I wasn't trying to be contrary, but yeah, it's, it's an irregularly shapen. It's not a. That's cube, what I mean. For every other type of dice die, every side of that die is the same. The regular uh, polygons. Yes, thank you regular polygons these are not so while dice stacking could be tricky anyway if you were stacking enough of them or maybe if they weren't all d6s with six faces on them maybe they had four faces or eight or 12 or 20 maybe that would make it more difficult somehow but regular dice you can usually stack up pretty high without without issue these are irregular so that's kind of interesting about this Otherwise, the game is played exactly how you think it is. You roll the dice, you try to stack them, you get points for stacking them. If you don't successfully stack them, you don't get points. First one to 100 wins. Which you think is going to take a long time. It only I mean, it took us a long time because I routinely didn't score points. 
Well, it took the same amount of time because I was scoring points, even if it had been close the whole time, right? That's how long about it. Oh, taken. but I felt like you were more aggressive because you had such a big lead. Like I think you oh, would have wasn't been, as you aggressive. Would've, you would have played more conservative if if it was close. No, I think I would have played less conservative. Are you playing? I played more aggressive because I had a big lead. Yeah, like there wasn't really a big like you were up by fifty. So if you if you didn't if oh. you pushed it, you, there was no penalty really. I I disagree. Now I will say that for for dice stack, it's uh two to six players. I don't think there's anything stopping a hundred people from playing dice stack. Like six players, I think is just that's how you have to wait a long time for your turn. Right, right, right. But I don't. I think that's an arbitrary uh, limit. You could play it one player and just try to probably get to a hundred in the fewest stacks of dice. I imagine. I don't see how that would really be different. Anyways, fifteen minute playing time, or how however risky or conservative you are, is going to change that by a lot. Ages seven up. I'm guessing that's just a dexterity thing. It has a five point eight on Board Game Geek and is ranked overall. 19,324. And that's kind of understandable because there's not much happening here, but it's very big, chunky dice. And the fact that they are regular is kind of unique. So if you're just sort of into dice, it's not a bad thing to grab. They're about, you can find it for about $10 online. I believe Blue Orange is the publisher. Yes. And then the designer is You imagine they just couldn't pick when they were going to name, they're like, we should name the company after a color. What? What? It's blue orange. Like maybe they should just yeah. pick one. Like it's blue publishing or orange. They publishing. have a well. They have a picture of a blue orange as their logo. Oh, so it's to be weird fruit. Okay, got it. Let's keep going. Okay, okay, okay. Thierry. 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 Yeah, that's most likely French. Oh. So be, and it's like, like I think when they pronounce it, it's like okay. th- like it's like Terry. Like okay. Yeah. And then can you say the last name? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Denoul? Yeah, it's D E N O U A I. It's too many vowels. It's four vowels. I think vowels it's an L. I think it's an L. It's an, oh, it's an L, so it's not four vowels in a row? No. Okay. Anyways, anyways, the version of Dice Stack pictured on Board Game Geek, if you were to go search for it, look for this game's page on Board Game Geek, it's slightly different than our version. One, the dice are translucent, which is here nor there, but they have five different colored dice and also a purple dice. Ours has a gold dice. And when you use the gold dice, you get to double your score. So at any point, you roll all of the five dice. You have to stack them up in numerical order. Starting, I, we, we started with the lowest number. But I it, think that's unclear. right. unclear. You might no, have been able to start with the high number. I don't think so because then as it gets more difficult, you have the ability to score more points I, and you're risking more. I agree that we played the game as intended, but I disagree that the rules say that we can't do it the other way. The rules were very short. The rules... Don't say lots of things. So you roll your dice. Uh, you stack them up. And whenever you want to in the stacking process, you can then roll the gold die and stack it on top and double your score for the collected dice. And your but score is the, the pips th- on top. Here's what? the thing. Oh, yeah. The gold die is heavy, which you don't know the first couple times. It's heavier than the other. And others. you're stacking these irregular dice, so they don't like suit. They slide off each other super well because everything's at, mm-hmm. a, at an angle. And they're and you're like, dice. oh, I'll just roll this gold die, and then yeah. you you investigate, and the gold die is heavier and basically always breaks the stack. It does not because I successfully we used can't, the gold. We can't all be dexterity champions. I don't even know that it was. I don't know that it was dexterity champion because you do you really feel like it was heavy dexterity. I was just trying to say a phrase that was kind of catchy. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Now, 
just like a dexterity game, especially one with stacking, the coffee house we go to is in what seems to be just a regular house that was transformed into a coffee house. That's right. Yeah, when people walked by the table, the floor shakes enough that it was um Oh, it affected the game. It absolutely affected the game. So it is that fine of a I don't know uh, that it ever knocked a stack over, but it did make us nervous a bunch. So maybe it didn't affect the game, but it felt like it affected the game. I think that one time it knocked it I think one time it knocked it over while maybe we weren't touching it, like we already weren't touching it. Oh yeah, you did have that mysterious fall. Yes. You still won by a lot. No, I did fine. I did fine. But yeah, it it is that uh the dice are that slippery where bumps on the table or walking by is going to affect the outcome of the game. Now, I would say because the one picture here doesn't have the gold dice, I do think that made it better. Oh, you should get the one with the gold die. You should get the one with the gold die because you can see when I, I searched just to see like how available is this game. I got it from Noble Knight. I think it was new. Yeah, it was new. Um, but it's a used, a new and used game shop. Uh, and I don't, this was published in 2017. So, you know, it's a, it's getting a little older, but it seems pretty easy to find. When I searched for it, Target would sell you a three pack. And I guess if you just are really into dice stack, you could, cause you're, you're all, all play, using, you play concurrently. You can play at the same time because you are all using the same set of dice and you know, like a classroom or something. It's a very, it's a breezy little game. Yeah, but I do think you should get the one with the gold dice if you're going to bother with it at all. And it is a put-it-in-your-pocket kind of thing. Yeah. I, yeah. Honestly, I think the the push-your-luck element of having a heavier die that you can put on top to double your score is... By, it makes the game replayable, and it probably yeah. takes it off of the coal list. In general, it was like a fun thing to do once. Yeah. But the push-your-luck aspect of the gold die is kind of nice. It does come with... When you see the package it comes in, it's like a... What do you call that when it's just clear and it's like there's a piece of cardboard on the back? It's just glued to. It's that kind of packaging. Like when you see action figures or something come in. I think you've described it perfectly. Great. Thank you. It also comes with a little drawstring bag to put the dice in and kind of store the game. So when you see it, it looks like, well, as soon as I open this, what am I going to do with these dice? There's a little bag that's tucked behind the uh, title of the game in the packaging. It's good, but it's only that. Well, and if you're into regular polygons, have we got a treat for you? Yes. Dice Hunters of Therion, not at all the same. It kind of reminds me, and for me, it was going to replace in the collection Age of War. This is by Richard Garfield. Age of War is by Reiner Knizia? I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Maybe I'll Google it soon. This one is ranked 10,729. Dice Stack was 19,000, but this is a lot newer, so I think it might still go up might still go up higher than that but there's still not a ton to it uh there's a lot of theme for what's going on yeah we played it the first time at gen con and liked it and then i think it was even better in the coffee shop it was even better in the coffee shop when we played at gen con we played four players mm -hmm. there are different two-player rules for it so in general and we're gonna i'm gonna go with the theme to tell it but just know that all you're doing is rolling dice and trying to get money you're all of these little uh, woodland animals and that you are the dice hunters of Therion. You are using the dice to defeat villains and gain rewards. So there's this stack of wanted posters that also works as like the game timer, so to speak. Once all of those are claimed, the game's over. In a four-player game, you, you are rolling your dice, which have swords on them or money 
or the ability to unlock or lose bonus dice. When you roll swords, like let's say, I want to get that guy on the wanted poster. All of the swords you roll go up to the center um, next to that poster. The next person tries to roll more swords than you and then be the one kind of leading the hunt for this wanted poster. If it gets back to you, and it's still your dice in the center, because as soon as someone beats you, you would take your dice back. If it gets back to you and it's still your dice in the center in a four-player game, you have found the villain and you get the wanted poster, and that comes with an in-game reward of coins. In a two-player game, when it comes back to you, you get to put a little dual token out. And then it has you, you have pull to, your dice back too. You pull your dice back. So any you swords to, you had committed, you don't keep committed. No, you have to roll again. You can put more swords up there again, and if it comes back to you a second time, then you win the wanted poster. Everyone always has three white dice that they can roll, but there are three yellow dice and three red dice that you can unlock as you roll. And then otherwise, it's a Yahtzee rolling thing. The white die have a yellow face. Yes. That allow you to get a yellow die. The yellow die have a red face. Yep. And then both the red and yellow die have X faces. And if you roll that, you, you again lose that die that you had previously worked so hard to acquire. Right. Immediately in the middle of your turn. And as you go up in die faces, I think they have more swords on them. So they give you more uh, ability to gain those middle rewards. But don't roll them too much because you'll get the X's. Yeah. So sometimes you might have not a great roll on your yellow or red dice, but it's better than losing it, like re-rolling and losing it. So you might decide to keep it. The other thing that you can choose to do on your turn is uh, try to just get a lot of money. Now, even if you roll swords... And let's say you roll three swords and one die has a coin on it. When you roll it, the coin face comes up. You'll get one coin. If you roll through your turn and can manage to have no swords and only die faces or money, coin faces, you get double coins. Right. And, and, and at the Yahtzee end of the game. Style. You say it was Yahtzee style? Yeah, it's Yahtzee yeah. style. And at the end of the game, it doesn't actually matter how many of the one opposes you defeat. They are worth money. But... It's whoever has the most money that's going to win. You don't get any any other uh, any other bonus on top of that. So the first one imposter is worth five coins. The next stack of them is worth ten, and then the last one's worth fifteen. You might be like battling trying to get these ten coins, but somebody else might roll five coins in one turn. Well, they've already earned as much as you'll get for that wanted poster and they already have it like so there's a little bit of balance there if uh you kind of get stuck on a wanted poster like maybe it's better to just get a few coins instead or if someone has like a like in this thing where you have to do it twice in a row but they don't get to keep their swords if they've put like 12 or 13 or some high number of swords on it you might just roll for coins and let them go ahead and put their marker on it hoping that when they go to defend it they don't have as good of a roll and then you can focus on doubling down on coins Right. To and offset the, the likelihood that they'll win the, the wanted poster. I think that's even more in the two player version because they might, the other person might roll, lose some dice, and then you know how much, how much they'll actually be able to roll in their next turn. So if they're not going to be able to roll that much, it might change what you decide to do. If you have lower dice than your one other opponent in a two player game, it kind of, it kind of affects things. I think it was a nice balance though. The game is a little longer than maybe it has to be for what it is. I think that's accurate, but I think that there's like 
I think the length of the game is good for all the things that you can do in the game. So I, I think it's hard to, I think if you focus on coin acquisition without, without like using swords, I think you can outpace someone who's just winning like the little placards, but I don't think you can do it fast. So I think it's, yeah, and if you're not focused on trying to win the wanted posters, they're going to be able to maybe win them really easily and, and also with coins. <laughs> like, they could maybe just put a couple swords on it and then take a few coins and, yeah, and then the game goes a lot faster. Yeah, the pacing of the game being determined by how often those wanted posters are going, like, everyone could decide to not do wanted posters and just roll money forever. I mean, if they end up with swords, they, they have to put them up there. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Very much true. like in King of Tokyo, you might be trying to roll and not get fists. But if you get the fists, fists then you have to go in. You got to go in. Yeah, and I would say that if you like King of Tokyo, this has like a fast playing similarity to that. Because you're kind of rolling for these things in the middle, you know, kind of rolling attack die, but then also you can get points other ways. Like this feels like a very a lighter version of King of Tokyo. Honestly, both of these pretty light games that we're talking about today well i feel like it has like a you know like dice games sometimes have this thing where like the math of the game sets up tension so that on any given roll like one of six sides would have to happen and then when you roll that one of six sides then everyone goes oh and that can be kind of fun that happened twice in our game where one of us needed to roll three and in fact did roll three and it was like ah yeah that's in general why i like dice games as much as you might want to bring strategy and planning to it like you can't do it perfectly and i think that makes that makes it more replayable i would much rather play with a deck of cards that have that an equal know, distribution of numbers out. and i know what's happened so like, i'm like hey there's not going to be a six anymore the two sixes have come out or so on and so forth and then it's more oh, perfect yeah. information i like that better as you have often commented, I uh, respond as though I'm personally affronted if I roll the dice poorly. This is what happened while we played Dice Hunters of Therion. I don't know if you remember it correctly. I'm obviously, I mean, she's right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Which one did you enjoy more? Oh, Dice Hunters of Therion is a better game. Yeah, it is a better game. When we played Dice Stacks, I started just trying it out because I just read through the rules and tried it before you sat down with the coffee. And I was, I think I said, do you like... This is gonna this is gonna be the easiest game ever and it's gonna be over so fast. And it actually ended up being a little more enjoyable than that. But it was I don't know that I would have paid any attention to the fact that the gold one was heavier. You said that really fast. Well, yeah, well, it knocked my stuff over. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, is it? But it, thematically, if you can say that about Dice Stack, that worked. So I enjoyed Dice Stack more than I expected to, but I would agree um, It's not replacing anything in our collection. But you have Dice already Stack. suggested that Dice Hunters of Therion might be replacing God of War. Not God of War. Oh. <laughs> Age of War. Oh, Age of War. God you of know, War is very different. It's a three-letter word sure. before the prepositional and phrase of God. The, or of War. I, I don't know. Uh, it's not that they're exactly the same. I think that Age of War kind of can kind of drag on sometimes. and But you uh, said the same thing of Dice Hunters just now. I, I did. I did. But I don't think it I don't think it's quite as much They're And they're not they're not the same game. But yeah, there is a similarity there. Which one would you play next? Age of War. I'm just kidding. Dice Hunters of Therion for sure. Still Dice Hunters of uh, Therion. Well, well, I think like the caveat is we have family coming this week. Yeah. And we're more likely to play that stacking game with them than Dice Hunters of Therion by far. Even though Dice Hunters of Therion is Ooh. light, I think it's, yeah, it's above their it's above what they care for in a game. You think so? Uh, maybe they will like it. Yeah, it's 
I think it is a pretty clear objective in Dice Hunters of Therion. I think it's more likely that I would play that one next as well. The, I think I, I was pleased with the two-player version being different. I think that if you played it with the three to four-player rules at two-player, it would be... Oh, it would never end. No, I think it would end too fast. The three-player rule... Oh, I thought you meant opposite. I thought you meant playing oh, the two-player rules no. at three or four. Oh, no one needs that. No one needs that. And you do play with less wanted posters in the two-player version than the three- and four-player version. But yeah, I, so that was pleasantly surprised by that, uh, making it just a little better and actually taking the time to do a two-player version. Would you recommend both of these games or uh, either? I, I think that if you like dice games, you should have them both. But mm. you should know that my recommendation of the the stacking game, Dice dice Stack, is an awareness that that game costs $10. Meaning that's... It's cheap It's cheap enough. Like, yeah, right. buy it and play it. I and feel like know, it should be five. I, I think there's... If you're having a big game day and you, you're going to... Like, you know, like we used to play Shark Bite before we dig into... Or like, the, what was the one where the sharks chase you? Get Bit. Get Bit. Oh, oh yeah. I just make up the, all game. the names to the game. We're playing Age of War and Shark Bite and all the... Age oh. of War is the right one. Oh, gosh. God of War. You know what? That's a video game. I know that it is. So, no, I think... Um, it's small enough that it can be like a part of like a couple party games before you dig into the big one, or you can just you know pop it out of the at you know you're hanging out at the airport waiting for a flight you know whatever. In in some way, I could say I wouldn't necessarily recommend either. I don't think either one is going to be like wow, this is my new favorite game. I think it is nice for dice stack, even more of like a family thing, and just for kids, it would be some basic counting, basic dexterity without it being like terribly punishing kind of dexterity game either. And I say, I think you paid for these two games combined what we could have paid and got Splendor Duel. And I think you should have done that instead. I mean, when you put it like that, pretty fair point, pretty fair point. Um, And then Dice Hunters, it's if you like rolling a lot of dice, if you want something that's lighter than King of Tokyo, which is already not, not too heavy or taxing of a game, this is just, and you aren't rolling specifically against a person, you're rolling to get something, so it maybe feels a little less attacky. I will say there's nothing stopping it from just dice luck. There's there's no rubber banding in it. So one person can just that one person roll really Kelly. well. Uh, I'm not going to argue. Can just roll really well and get a whole bunch of points, and then the game's over. Some people don't like the way that feels. It doesn't make, it feels like they can't actually do anything to affect their chances in the game so that's kind of the caveat i would give to that that never bothers me i like to just roll dice see what happens you're very so, good at yahtzee not as good as adam but i i'm very good at hunting dice i will say that much now should we keep both like would you buy or keep both yeah i, I oh. think we should keep both of them the, the, the again the size the price are yeah. all factors here they don't take a lot of space they're easy games i I'll always be biased towards games that I feel like you can teach in under 10 minutes. You can oh, definitely teach the Dice Stacker one in like two minutes. And then Dice Hunters of Therion isn't such a long game to like revisit if you haven't played in a while. Yeah. Right. I know that you like with having a lot of games, how hard it is to relearn a game it starts to factor in. Where it's like if I only had, you know, 50 or less games and they were all pretty heavy, that's one thing. But Which means we I have basically hundreds. don't want to keep any Uwe Rosenberg game. I know. It takes 10 years to read the rules. It, it, you bring it up a lot. Now, I think that I feel like I could have one chest of games, like a like a regular standard game box size, 
that was filled with all kinds of dice games. Because I think Age of War, Dice Stack, Dice Hunters, High Risk, I feel like kind of fits in that category mm, too. High Risk is a fun game. There, I could kind of see putting all of them in one box. And then when it's like, you know what? It's dice rolling fun times. You take out the whole box and decide which dice rolling fun time you want to have. Like, I feel like this can kind of fit into a collection box. Is zombie dice of, going into that box? I already sold zombie dice, so what? no. But I'm pretty sure it's not here. Oh, man. Okay. But it would go into that box. I don't, I don't know that zombie dice is here anymore. I think it's been like a year. Mm -hmm. Did we play it this year? When family came over and we enjoyed it, so now I'm sad. It's okay. Okay, yeah, I think it's gone. Well, on that unfortunate note. We don't have like a weird, uh, like an end of the thing. I don't think we have an end of the thing. I think what's going to happen is music's playing, and then we'll just, just stop talking. Thank you so much for listening to episode 81. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at VariantHex.com, and you can email us at podcast at VariantHex.com. The next episode will be probably another review episode, unless we don't quite get there in time with the holidays coming up, and then it will be our Game of the Month episode for November 2022. If you're listening to these in reverse, you have 80 more episodes headed your way. The next one being Adam and I talking about the Board Game Geek Holiday Gift Guide for 2022. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. <laughs>